0: Hey, good morning Living Stones. You know, I, I know that familiar phrase, absence makes the heart grow fonder. Well, let me just tell you, we are getting quite fond of all of you. We miss you like crazy. I know you feel the same. Uh, we're doing our best to stay connected and to monitor this situation with each passing week. As you know, it's changing. We certainly had hoped to be uh, back face-to-face by now. Uh, we're honoring uh, what our government is suggesting is the best course of action here for the next couple of weeks. Uh, but it doesn't help, uh, help with the uh, absence problem. We sure miss you. In fact, I also want to say welcome to everybody who's watching online. I know each week we're, we're blessed to have friends and family members who are joining us. And we just want to tell you we're glad you're watching in today and we pray that uh, this message will be a great source of encouragement to you today. You know, this week on Thursday we had a blood drive here and we worked with the Red Cross. As you all know, there's a, 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 a huge need in, the, in that area for blood right now. A lot of these uh, blood drives have been cancelled because of the coronavirus situation. But this was a great example to put into practice what we talked about last Sunday about being contagious about pressing in, not shrinking back, and we were able to have, I think, between 80 and 85 people that came and gave blood uh, on Thursday. I want to thank Pastor Aaron and his amazing team. You guys did a phenomenal job, and in fact, we're looking uh, at having another blood drive, perhaps, down the road and continuing to reach out and do our part to be a blessing to the community. I have to tell you, I was so excited about the blood drive because I knew I would see some of you here at Living Stones, uh, and we could walk through the parking lot, as I did, and, and got to connect heart-to-heart and face-to-face with a lot of you. So we're excited about that. Um, I also want to tell you that the challenge was to take the most out of this opportunity to see what God's doing, to look for creative ways that we can continue to reach out and share the hope that we have uh in Jesus Christ. And we're doing that. You know, our youth group's continuing to go strong and they're doing Zoom calls. Uh I had a chance to meet with our staff this week and to meet with our elders and our pastors uh, via a Zoom call. I know Celebrate Recovery is continuing to meet that way and so many other ministries are taking advantage of the technology that we have. But I have an exciting announcement for you this Sunday today, four o'clock marriage class. Is going online. We're making history. Jerry and Terry are going to be taking the next series and beginning to share that with you uh, via Zoom once again. So you need to go to our Living Stones Facebook page. Uh, all the information is there for how you can get connected and you can be a part of that call today. So hey, let's just have fun. Let's make the most of this opportunity. Let's love people. Let's continue to connect and invite as many people as we can to join us in our online format uh, and be a blessing. All right. Hey, I want to encourage today, it's Palm Sunday and it's the beginning uh, of, of Holy Week uh, as we ramp up to Easter. And uh, and it's going to be an amazing week of celebration. But I want to talk to you about something that is, is something that we all face. It's a common battle. And that's the battle with anxiety. I don't know about you, but in times of uncertainty, in times of tr- challenges and trials, a lot of times it triggers a, a little bit of anxiety or fear in our heart. And, and can I just say, first of all, you know, Jesus never promised us this side of eternity that our life would be free from uh, challenges and trials and uncertainty and chaos and everything that we're seeing. In fact, as we know, as we get closer to the return of Jesus, these things are going to intensify. So, we were never promised an anxiety or fear filled, fear free life. Uh, the, the challenge is, what do we do with our anxieties? Obviously, the Lord never intended for us to be crippled with these things. You know, I saw one guy's approach. He said, "I'm tired of." all this anxiety and worry. And uh, and he hired somebody to be a professional worrier. Now, some of you know people like that. I don't recommend that job, but he hired this guy and he said, look, buddy, I'm going to pay you $200,000 a year to worry for me. So they had their first meeting. And at the first meeting, the guy asked his new boss, he said, uh, I have a question for you. How are you going to pay my $200,000 salary? To which the boss responded, that's your worry. All right. Just a little humor. I hope you're laughing at home. But I wish we could all hire somebody to handle our worries for us. Uh, but you know what? We can't do that. God has a better way for us. And I want you to turn with me today. And I want you to look at 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 5, or verses 6 through 7 should be on your screen. Because here's the deal. Uh, we're not supposed to be crippled by anxiety. And I like what Max Lucato says. He says the presence of anxiety is unavoidable. But the prison of anxiety is optional. And so here's my desire today. I want to hand you the keys to get out of the prison of anxiety, if that's something that is tormenting you and something that's keeping you bound. So here's the question. What do we do when the cares of life seem absolutely overwhelming? Well, Scripture gives us some great counsel. And I want you to read this with me. 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 6 and 7. The Bible says this. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time, he may exalt you. And then it says this, casting your anxieties upon him because he cares for you. You know, right now, scientists are working around the clock to come up with a a virus uh, or rather a vaccination for this coronavirus because they know how important that is. Well, here's the good news. God has given us a vaccination to deal with anxiety. And that vaccination is summarized in one word, biblically speaking, and that's the word humility. The reason that fear and anxiety spread quickly among a population is because God is simply nowhere to be found. You know, I've been encouraging us to make sure that if if there's one bit of knowledge that we all possess, that's like a, a foundation, it's like a cornerstone for our lives. It's the knowledge of God. When we don't know God, When God is not in our thoughts, when God's not in our minds, when God's not in our lives, then what happens is we begin to freak out. We begin to try to control situations. It reminds me of a husband and wife who were arguing, and the the husband said to his wife, Honey, why do you worry about everything? It doesn't do any good. And she says, oh, yes, it does. About 90% of the things I worry about never come to pass. Uh, that's the way we are sometimes. Isn't it crazy that we worry, we worry, we worry? We try to control situations. And many times the problem is simply God is not in our thoughts, so the best we have is ourselves. But the antidote, the Bible says, to dealing with our anxieties is to move in a spirit of humility. Instead of trying to control, we're supposed to cast This is an important uh, understanding today. Don't try to grab a hold of life. Don't try to solve all the problems yourself. Don't try to fix everything. Don't try to micromanage. Don't be a control freak. Instead of controlling, the solution is cast your anxiety upon the Lord. Now, I find this absolutely interesting uh, that, you know, when people are under a spirit of fear, the Bible says the wicked pursue, or, or run away when no one's even pursuing them. They're, they're freaking out uh, about the situation. Whereas the righteous, the Bible said, put their confidence in God and they are as bold as a lion. Here's the challenge, though, before us, and I find this to be an, an, an irony. Even though we know that our controlling of the situation doesn't really work, uh, many of us still have a hard time giving our anxieties to the Lord. We realize our 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 control mechanisms are ineffective, they're inadequate. Uh, but isn't it funny that we still continue to go back to patterns that have proven to be unsuccessful? And and really, you're, if I'm telling you today, Pastor, what is the source of my anxiety? It might sound like I'm not giving you much help right now, but can I can I share the truth? The reason that we're so anxious and fearful is because we're so prideful no one likes to hear that do we pastor you're telling me in the midst of my anxiety and uncertainty that i'm i'm also proud yes that's exactly what i'm telling us today because pride says you know what i'm still even though i'm living in fear and anxiety i'm still going to try to control i'm still going to lead i'm still going to hold on i'm still going to put my trust in myself But the Bible tells us to do just the opposite. In fact, I like the J.B. Phillips translation of this passage. It says this, You can throw the whole weight of your anxieties upon him, for you are his personal concern. Isn't this beautiful? We're instructed to take the whole weight, not part of the weight, the whole weight of our anxieties, and to throw them on the Lord. Now this is interesting. This word cast in the Greek here is used only one other place. And this is why I'm preaching on this on Palm Sunday, because it's interesting. The only other place in the Bible where this word for casting our cares and anxieties upon the Lord is used is in Luke chapter 19. And let me give you some background of Luke chapter 19. This is where uh, Jesus is getting ready to make his triumphant entry into Jerusalem it's what we call uh, uh the palm sunday entry right when everybody was throwing their palm branches before him and and this is the week of passover this is the week when a jewish family would be selecting their passover lamb to bring that lamb home into the family and that lamb would be sacrificed later in the week well the the prophetic symbolism of luke 19 is amazing because jesus christ god's passover lamb is making his way into God's house, Jerusalem, into the temple. God has selected his Passover lamb. But what happens, as you know, is as Jesus is getting ready to head into the city, he needs to go find his transportation. And he tells two of the disciples to go and to find a colt, that young donkey, untie that donkey, to tell the owners, hey, the Lord has need of it, and to bring him this colt. And the Bible says something. I want you to look on the screen with me. In Luke chapter 19, verse 35, this is what the Bible tells us. So they brought the colt to Jesus. And here's where that word in the Greek is used again, That's word for casting. They threw their garments over this colt for Jesus to ride on. Get the picture here. They took their outer garments. They laid it on the back of this colt. And that's that word, cast all your cares upon the Lord. Picture your your garment today, your outer garment, as, as a symbolic prophetic picture of the burdens, the cares, the worries, the anxieties that we face on a day-to-day basis. And the disciples took those off. They laid them on, on Jesus' colt. Jesus proceeded to sit on top of those worries. And he literally carried those worries. He carried those anxieties with him to the cross. What a powerful picture that God's trying to tell us here on this Palm Sunday of what we're to do with the things that are, that we're tempted to let weigh us down. So Jesus wants to do a couple of things with our anxieties today and I just want to hit on three things that the Lord wants to carry. He is our great burden carrier. The first things that Jesus carries is our burdens. Look with me to to Psalm chapter 55 verse 22. We're instructed to cast your burden on the Lord. In other words, release it to him, and he will sustain you, and he will uphold you. And look at the promise. He will never allow the righteous to be shaken, that is to slip or to fall or to fail. So what do we have to do? We have to release control of our burdens, and we have to cast them. Don't control them, cast them. Put them, give them to the Lord. Notice it's about releasing. It's kind of like the uh, trapeze artist. You know, you go from one side to the other. You have to let go of the one trapeze if you're going to move into the side of faith. And that's where most of us struggle. Cast your burden on the Lord. He will sustain you. He will uphold you. So let's give the Lord consciously today before, we, before this service is over. Let's give the Lord our burdens. The second thing the Bible says Jesus carried for us in addition to our anxieties in addition to our burdens, is that he carried our sin. Look with me in Isaiah chapter 53, verse 11. "My righteous servant will make it possible for many to be counted righteous, for he will bear their sins." First Peter chapter 2, verse 24, look on the screen with me. it says, "He personally carried your sins and my sins in his body, on the cross." so that we can be dead to sin and that we can live for what is right. And look at this beautiful promise at the end of this verse, especially in a time like now. For by His wounds we are healed. You know what? Here's our choice. We can either continue to clutch and to micromanage our lives and to be uh, imprisoned by fear and anxiety, or we can give our, our anxiety and our burdens and our sin To the one who was designed to carry them, just as Jesus mounted that colt and made his way into the city, knowing that the cross was coming, uh, Jesus took our sin upon Himself so that we would not have to fail, fall. We would we would be counted righteous instead of sinful before Him. Uh, He would take all of our sin, all of our shortcomings, all of our fears, all of our anxieties, and He would transform those into righteousness so that we would be seen as righteous before him and look at this beautiful promise he's going to allow us to be dead to sins and to live for what is right and for what is good he's going to allow us to be different kind of people that aren't ruled by fear but are moving in supernatural faith and that last promise by his wounds By the sin, by the burdens that he carried for us, he is going to give us healing. So we want to pray not only for healing individually, but we want to pray today for healing for our nation. And let me end with this word right here. He not only carries our burdens, he not only carries our anxieties, he not only carries our sins, but this kind of encapsulates everything. Jesus carries you, he carries me. Look at this amazing promise from Isaiah chapter 46 that I want to share with you today. Follow on the screen if you would. The Lord says, listen to me, O house of Jacob, and all the remnant of the house of Israel, you who have been carried by me from your birth, and have been carried in my arms from the womb, even to your old age, the Bible says, I am he, and even in your advanced age, I will carry you, says the Lord. I have made you, and I will carry you. Be assured, here's that phrase again, I will carry you and I will save you. That's five times in two short verses the Lord repeats this amazing promise that he will carry us. Isn't it good to know? God had you in mind in your mother's womb, and he was carrying you. When you were just a child, he was carrying you. All through your life, as you belong to the Lord, he's been carrying you through situations and problems. And the promises even until the end, be assured, I will carry you and I will save you. Isn't that a great word? Even now, in the midst of what we're going through, the Lord says, will you let me carry you through this? Well, to be carried means we've got to surrender. We've got to cast our cares on him. We've got to allow ourselves to be sustained and supported by someone who's so much bigger, so much stronger, so much smarter, so much more powerful than we are. We have to allow the Lord to carry us. You know, the Bible says Jesus is our shepherd. He's the one who gathers us in his arms. And Isaiah 40, verse 11, he will carry the lambs in his arms, holding them close to his heart. What a beautiful picture of the tenderness and the compassion of our Lord. Not just carrying us, but pulling us close, letting us know that He, is, he he's so intimate with us and so personal with us. The Bible says Jesus is also our bridegroom. He, he loves his bride. He loves her more than the apple of his own eye. And with great compassion and protection, he looks over his bride. That's us. That's the church. So once again, that kind of bridegroom affection and care over the ones that he loves. Look at the next thing. Jesus is our king. He's the one who hides us. In his strong tower. You know, the kings have fortresses and kings have places where they can uh, hide behind those walls. And Jesus says, you know what? You can come into my kingdom and you can hide in my fortress. In fact, look at what he says in Proverbs 18, verse 10. The name of the Lord is a strong fortress the godly run to him and are safe. I want to encourage you today, even before we close this service, let's gather together in prayer. Let's run into that strong fortress and to know that God is surrounding us and protecting us from all harm. And lastly, Jesus is our mighty warrior. He fights our battles for us. And I want to end with this amazing promise. The Lord himself in Exodus 14:14, 14, 14, the Lord himself will fight for you. Just stay calm. Isn't that a great promise? Let's let God fight our battles for us. Let's let's stay in that place of peace. Even now, I just want to speak calm in the midst of the storm. You know, isn't it crazy that Jesus was sound asleep? In the midst of the storm. that That's a picture of the peace that he lived in. It's the calm that was on the inside. That he could speak and bring to the outside. To the, to the circumstances of life. And I just want to encourage us folks. Let's stay happy. Let's move in the joy of the Lord. Let's use this season. Uh, to be contagious with a spirit of faith, not fear and anxiety. Let's remember Jesus is the one who wants to carry our anxieties. And so here's what we do all throughout the weeks ahead of us as the enemy wants to bring concerns. You know, some of you got word this week that uh, you've been laid off. Well, guess what? That causes anxiety because we start to think, how am I going to pay my bills? How, 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 how? What's going to happen? Well, guess what you do? You take that news that came into your mind and you cast it on the Lord, and you you let Him carry you, and you let Him uh, handle those situations. I, I came across a great quote by Dale Carnegie. It says, "Today is the tomorrow." That you worried about yesterday. Today is the tomorrow that you worried about yesterday. Let that give you a brain cramp. The bottom line is uh, we don't need to worry about tomorrow. The Lord says trust me for today. He cares about the bulbs that are coming out of the ground right now. He cares about the, the little sparrows in your backyard. How much more? The Bible says does he care for you and for me what an amazing savior we have he is a great bridegroom he is a great warrior he is a great king he is a great lover he cares so much he's a great father uh he cares so much for us can you do me a favor right now? Let's get together, maybe in your home. You might be having some people over to watch this with you. Um, but can we get together right now? I'm going to give you a chance to hop up out of your seats, to move around, uh, to, to grab the hand of somebody there. I'm assuming that you're watching with your family, so grabbing a hand is not uh, something that's prohibited. Uh, but we're going to move in faith right now, all right? We're going to move in faith. And I don't know what anxieties you're dealing with. Um, but let's make a choice right now to release those. Picture the disciples throwing their cloaks on that uh, on that colt, and that's what we're going to be doing right now, all right? Take off the outer garments of your worries and your concerns. Throw them on the Lord. Let Him carry those things to the cross. Bow your heads with me, and let's pray. Father, I just come against a spirit of fear and anxiety and torment uh, that wants to rob your people of joy and of the peace that's found only in you. Lord, we choose right now to cast our cares upon you. We're going to submit ourselves in humility under the mighty hand of God. Lord, slay our pride, slay our our control, slay the impulse, God, to micromanage and to freak out over these things. Lord, we bring everything and we lay it before you. You're the great king. And you're the one that we can trust. So, Father, take these things. Lift them from us even now. And, Lord, in their place, we just pray that faith and hope and joy and love uh, would be dominant in our hearts. And we thank you for it right now, Lord. And we ask you that this week might be an amazing week of ministry. We thank you for the lives we're going to impact. And, Father, I just want to pray even right now, you might be listening to us online. And maybe you... You don't know the Lord right now. I want you just to bow your head with me and pray with me. The Lord wants to come into your life right now. Just say, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I repent of the way that I've lived. Jesus, come into my life and take control. Take control of my worry. Take control of my fear. Lord Jesus, be my king. Come in and rule and reign in my heart. I pray this in Jesus' mighty name, and everybody said... Amen. Amen. Hey, thank you for letting us be with you this morning. And I want to just encourage you guys uh, to enjoy this week. We're going to have our Good Friday service live streamed, of course, Friday night, 7 o'clock. We're also going to be looking forward to celebrating with you on Easter Sunday. Please tune in on Tuesday mornings and Thursday mornings to our Facebook Live, where we try to keep you up to date on everything that's happening here at Living Stones. Uh, But enjoy this Holy Week. Jesus Christ changed everything, and He's the reason for our hope. We love you. Have an amazing day.